going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Vile Files. I am your host, Nick, joined by the whole team. We got Chrissy, Amanda, Allie, uh, Chrissy in studio, mic'd up from Montana. How you doing? I'm doing... Oh, my God, it's so cold here. It's been snowing for three days. It's like minus eight, and it's going to be minus 20 this week. Well, that's what you get uh, for <laughs> moving. Uh, yeah. Anywho, uh, we got a great episode for you. Lots to talk about uh, with this episode of The Bachelor. Jordan Weiss is with us, creator of Dollface. Uh, Dollface uh, streaming now on Hulu. Uh, you might know it from our friend Esther Provinsky, who is with us uh, yesterday in the Ask Nick, is one of the stars of that show. And Jordan is the creator of that show and also a huge Bachelor fan and has some Wonderful takes on the show, and it was a ton of fun to break down this episode with her. So I uh, uh, hope you are looking forward to that. We got a great episode tomorrow with Dr. Laura Berman, uh, who is uh, an expert in all things dating, relationships, sex. We talk about uh, a bunch of stuff, how to make Valentine's Day great for yourself, regardless of your yeah. relationship status. Sex toys. Uh, one, I mean, the, the biggest takeaway is... Uh, uh, talking about how butterflies are red flags. Yeah. Ooh. That was really Ooh. cool, actually. All right. All right. I learned something. She didn't drop that knowledge with Oprah. Ooh, she did not drop it with Oprah. She saved it for our show. So uh, <laughs> check that out. We got some great new merch out there for you. Uh, we got uh, 20% off a little Valentine's Day special. Code alone. <laughs> Such a good code. A-L-O-N-E alone. For all those people for all of you. who are alone. Vilefiles.com. Uh, check out our merch. Um, you will love it. Anything else we aren't covering? Uh, haven't covered? Mm. No, I think we got it all good. Wow. Look at us. I know. You did well, a good job today. let's get to why the fuck have we not seen more Abigail right after this. <laughs> Jordan. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. I'm embarrassingly excited to be here. I'm excited that you're excited. We've talked back and forth on Instagram a little bit uh, about your passion for the show. And uh, I thought it would be great to have you on as someone who is very talented and in, in, in what she's doing in, in Hollywood. And uh, it's nice to get you uh, in front of the camera. I'm going to just keep my hands down because <laughs> I actively don't know what to do with them. I'm glad most people will just be hearing this and not seeing it. Well, I don't know how it hurt to well, burst your well, bubble, but some people do watch it. Oh, on, a lot of people watch uh, it. No, I mean, more people, <laughs> more people listen to it. How long have you been a Bachelor fan? I have been watching for... I think it's almost 10 years. My first season was Emily Maynard's season. Really? Okay. Yes. Discovered it the summer after my freshman year of college. I was living in a fraternity house of all places. Not a place I'd recommend living. It was a thing at USC, like over the summers, a lot. They it, they become co-ed over the summer. Like mm -hmm. they're sort of just cheap summer housing for gotcha. like people interning. And the the boys of Phi Psi at USC really turned me on to The Bachelor. And I've oh, been wow. a... A diehard like fan. The boys turned you on to it? Yes, which was hilarious. Like, the boys were obsessively watching it, and then all the girls that were living in the house over that summer started watching it. That doesn't sound as crazy as you might think. I could picture college boys thinking for a lot of reasons why this is entertaining. One, girls they're trying to hook up with are fans of the show. They can relate. And also, it's kind of like... 
I mean, it's probably not the best dating notes, but college boys <laughs> don't know that. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> I feel like just trying to date in that Greek life scene is sort of like the bachelor. Yeah. It's just like the odds are not in the women's favor. Yeah. <laughs> Touche. Um, well, that's, that's quite fascinating. Um, yes. Now I'm happy. I wa- I've been watching uh, for probably the last like five or so years with two other like female comedy writer friends and that we're very uh, loyal to each other. We always watch. Like a lot of people watch it differently. Some people kind of hate watch it. Mm-hmm. Some people uh, are just true believers in the process and and the average person's kind of in between they objectively be or watch it and be like oh, that's kind of shitty or i love this part where, where do you kind of land for me i'm invested in like the anthropological like just study of human behavior aspect i'm also just so always blown away and impressed by like the producing and editing of like i think i watch it getting invested of just knowing like what must have happened behind the scenes yeah it feels like a social experiment that i'm invested in but i do i would say at the end once it's like whittled down to the final like two or three i like always hope that they end up happy and i get invested in the love story like at the very end we'll uh, we'll actually get into that a little bit when we we start talking about heather in terms of uh i think it's an an up with all the conversations you've seen recently on Twitter and the press of some of my peers uh, talking yeah. about the production of things. I love that she watches shows like that because that's how I watch shows. Like I was watching Super Bowl <laughs> and I'm watching the weekend's performance and I'm like, that person's after number is this. Like how much money? Like I calculate it production wise. Like I watch it for production. I oh, love yeah. It. Yeah. So this episode opens with the really cheap in week two on one. I We were really... Yeah. We were really, um, it was taken from us, the, the classic 201 this season. It kind of threw it in there. You need like a genuine conflict. And, and it, it was just like a person absolutely said exact words that another person quoted. There was not two sides to that story. Yeah. We weren't led to believe that they didn't like each other. No. Like out of nowhere, it was, there's been a lot of that this season. We saw that later with uh, Katie and... Um, Serena 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 C it was just like the rise of the mean girl energy again I was like you're just reminding everyone that you were part of this original group and are not gonna let the drama die so yeah they they hate well they they hate each other in that moment you know it was one of those things where you know you know MJ goes home I don't know like it didn't she was dressed like a 1980s like workplace villain which I appreciate I kind of I dug the outfit (laughs) I thought to myself when watching it it's a shame she's wearing like I didn't it's like I didn't. I wanted to. I didn't want to root for MJ in that moment, but I was like rooting for her outfit. I thought it was kind of. I cool. I felt like she was like gonna come in and like like dethrone like the hero of working girl. Like it was very like nineteen eighties. Die. Yeah, it was weird because she was just. You're you're absolutely right. There was really nothing to debate. The most fascinating part of that for me was I was like, does MJ literally believe what she's saying that she. Like, she seems to be holding so steadfast to this idea that she's, like, a peaceful, chill girl that she was wholeheartedly arguing that, like, she's being painted in a bad light. And I'm like, do you – are you delusional? Do you not remember what you said? Yeah, it's weird because, you know, when that one moment, you know, where they kind of showed her – breaking character is the wrong phrase because this is who she is. But when she was like – Oh my hair! I gotta fix like a bad bitch <laughs> moment or whatever she calls. It was, it, she said she, the words "weak bitch energy" weak, more times than I was comfortable. Yeah, with. and it was now, it was. On, hold on, let me fluff my hair yeah. a minute. And yeah, at, yeah, at yeah. first, I'm watching it, and I was like, "Ah, oh, this is a bad beat for her," because everyone in those in those moments will say to like a producer, "Like, how's my hair look?" or 
you know, they'll they'll they're sitting down to interview. And so if you in any wrong moment play that clip, it just makes that person sound like they care more about their hair yeah. than finding love. It's it's an unfortunate. That's not what that clip was. No, 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 about. it wasn't. That's what I'm saying. At first, oh. when she said that, I thought that's what it was. Like, oh, that sucks. But then it was like, no, this is this is kind of an important thing that they showed. It was like a pre-battle ritual. It was like I yeah. have to make my hair bigger before I go. Just like be it was really like a, mean. To it was like girl. a mantra of like before she. It's like every morning she wakes up, she, she's like, you know, no weak bitch yeah. energy, and it was like so I. I, that's what I'm saying. When they first aired it, I was like, uh, they didn't need to show this. And then like seconds later, I'm like, no, this is an important note. Uh, thank you for sharing this because this is this is MJ, which that's fine if you are because you're right. She keeps saying that she's peaceful and harmonious. And no, she she stands by like strong, aggressive. Yeah. And I get that. Like, you know, hey, I want to be a, an empowered woman. See, it's almost like she's like confusing empowered woman with it being was, nice it would have been you know I mean, like you can't be nice if you are yeah. you get take what you want kind of thing i don't know i thought anna fell on the sword very gracefully when she got yes. finally called out in the end and it would have just been so easy for mj to be like you know what it was sort of immature i said the jv varsity comment i really feel embarrassed about it the other girls are out of the house it feels like we're making a shift to like a more positive place I really am sorry for being immature last week and like totally fresh start. Like yeah. it would have been so easy for her to say that. And so the fact that she didn't, I don't think it's because she's like a liar or stubborn. I genuinely think that she could pass a lie detector test of like, I'm a good person and I didn't cause drama in the house. Like she must truly believe that if she was fighting that hard for it. I agree. A lot of us uh, have a hard time sleeping. Uh, have a hard time getting through the night. Have a hard time falling asleep, and uh, sometimes we need a little help to get it. That's why Proper Proper is here to help us. It is a uh, sleep supplement that are drug-free, non-habit-forming, and gentle. Chrissy's been using uh, some Proper. How's that been going for you, Chrissy? It's really good. I've been using their Sleep and Calm. That's what I've been taking before going to bed. And you take it like 30 to 40 minutes before you go to sleep. And I've been sleeping through the night pretty well. I usually, I'm really bad. I usually toss and turn and wake up all night long. But the last two nights I've been taking it, I've made it through. Amazing. So. All, all made with 100% vegan natural ingredients that are clinically proven to improve sleep without making you groggy. Proper offers various formulations to help with specific needs. Choose from added benefits like stress reduction, immunity, and mental clarity. They even have a line of supplements that include CBD to help further reduce stress and anxiety. And if you sign up for proper monthly subscription, you'll even get one of the sleep coaching for a tailored sleep action plan. Head to getproper.com right now to find out which formulation is best for you and use our special promo code VIALL to get 10% off your first order. That's promo code VIALL for 10% off at getproper.com. If you like wonderfully designed furniture, at a totally affordable price, Article has got you covered. Lightly inspired by the bold graphic elements of the 80s postmodernism, Article's newest look features pop of pastels, jewel tones, and playful touches for a no-rules approach that's refreshing, bright, and inviting. Article's newest collection encourages the mixing and matching of styles, color patterns, and textures to breathe life and warmth into our spaces as we head into the new 
year. Keep your eyes peeled and your Instagram open for inspiration featuring articles, latest looks. Article combines the curation of a boutique furniture store with the comfort and simplicity of shopping online. Article's team of designers focus on beautifully crafted pieces, quality materials, and durable construction and are dedicated to a modern aesthetic of mid-century Scandinavian industrial and bohemian designs. Fair prices, that's right. To save up to 30% over traditional retail prices, Article is able to keep their prices low by cutting out the middleman and selling directly to you. No showrooms, no salespeople, no retail markups. Fast, affordable shipping is available across the U.S. and Canada and is free on orders over $999. All in-stock items are delivered in two weeks or less. 30-day return policy with simple returns and exchanges. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. So go to article.com slash V-I-A-L-L and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash V-I-A-L-L to get $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. She believes her own story. Right. She just didn't own up. to Like, I'm the queen of, like, I say the wrong thing all the time. Yeah. I'm constantly my foot in my mouth. But you just have to be like, oh, yeah, I shouldn't have said that. I'm yeah, sorry. It's like, Oops. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. Jasenia. She was like, I can't tell. I couldn't tell if, like, is she annoying or is it she's so right in this moment that, like, she can't help she was, but like, look righteous. <laughs> yeah. Like, she, like, I, I hate to be so right in this moment, but, like, her, like, cute little smiles. And she's very beautiful. And she yeah. just stood there very she calm. She reminds me of AOC. Like, like very sort of like I just know that I'm oh, so much yeah. writer than yeah. everyone else and I'm just gonna smile at these yes. like old politicians yeah. who are on the wrong side of history and it was kind of like yeah we're like I'm that's exactly how it was where it's just like I couldn't help but like she had a couple looks where I'm like all right try to be more humble because you are totally right here but you're coming across almost a little little bit but yeah she did I, she did fine. Yeah, she was. She's cute. I thought she was very well spoken. She honestly reminds me of someone like I'd vote for her for class president. But yeah. she seems. She just looks has such a baby face. I'm like have to remind myself that she's not like the star of a Disney Channel show. <laughs> no, she has that. <laughs> she very much could be. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how she ended up on the Bachelor. She should have auditioned for you know. Some sort I don't of, see yeah. Matt ending up with like class prez with a Z like coming to Disney this fall. I, kind of thing. I have a hard time, more probably more than any season, trying to figure out what and who Matt is into. Likes. Like, what is he like? What is, I don't know. Uh, we were texting a little bit last night. This season is really lacking any hot romance, like any yeah. pizzazz. Yes. There's no, there's a lot of drama. There's a lot of cattiness. There's some nice connections. The sexual energy there's is just, low. Yeah. So low. Which is confusing because he's arguments, it's low. he's so hot, and I just like want him to want to bang everyone more. Yeah, he spent half half his dates, <laughs> half his half his conversations. Matt was for those. I mean, for those watching, you can see this, but he's he was leaning like this <laughs> the whole time. He's leaning away. Yeah, like Unre unreturned <laughs> thigh grabs is what we were saying. Yeah, like. Uh, the ladies are all like trying to like get a hand in there and he's yeah, there's always a hand on the thigh always it doesn't matter heather sits down hand on the thigh it was immediate the hottest thing he's done the whole season was making out with piper when he snuck into her yes yeah. that was fun interview. but like that no, was it. at this point in the season it's like people are getting like pushed up against stone walls and like on pool tables yeah. and like and just sneaking into each other's rooms and and i totally get for matt like listen it's i've said this as the bachelor bachelorette it is really hard because at this point you're emotionally and physically exhausted. And for all the contestants that you're not, you're just not into. Right. And they, everyone knows 
like who's into who at this point. And so then you're like having these conversations and going on these dates where like everyone knows like this isn't going to happen. Yeah. And, and, and then the contestants still kind of like insist on pretending it's going to happen. And it just it's it's hard and exhausting. So yeah. for a lot of it, I get it. But I wish sometimes the contestants would like give themselves the dignity of I know it's like not built to do that. But I would have freaked out if Katie at the end of their dinner was like, you know what? I feel like you're I, in the friend zone for I me. Know I would have been yeah. like, yes. mic drop, that's amazing. Like, like, you know it, just say it. You don't like me. Be the one to say like, you know what? We have a friend vibe and like, I'm going to see myself out. Yeah, I I, I want to see that. I totally get it. But like, you know, Rachel last week, you know, it seems like Rachel is Matt's front runner. Yeah. But even that was like, there was no necessarily hot chemistry. It was, I love you. Yeah. I love I you. It. And then like end of date. It was sweet. Like I, and by the way, sweet. I'm not trying to like shame anyone for not like leading with their sexuality. If he's like a more conservative guy, I get it. It's just like, I as the viewer passion. at yeah. home, like I, I like when people make out on pool tables. Like, <laughs> Well, we love to support our female founded businesses on this podcast. And that's why we are proud to support Bev. Bev is a female first can wine brand that was founded to change not only the way a product is consumed, but the way an industry and culture has operated for generations. In an industry that is almost exclusively masculine, Bev is breaking norms and creating something from the female perspective that is approachable, fun, and consumer-centric. They have five varietals, Rosé, Sauvignon Blanc, Pinot Gris, and Pinot Noir as well as a limited edition, extra fizzy, sparkling white wine. I, myself, am a Pinot Noir kind of gal. and uh, You are? It is delicious. I love a good Pinot. Yeah. Me too. Their wines are dry, crisp, a little fizzy, super refreshing, and most of all, delicious. They have zero sugar and only three carbs and 100 calories per serving. Their four packs are great for gifting, hosting, and social distance hangs. Bev ships straight to your door, and shipping is always free. We've worked out an exclusive deal for the Vile Falls podcast listeners. Receive 20% off your first package, plus free shipping on all orders. I suggest trying their best-selling Ladies' Night variety pack so you can check out all their delicious varietals. Go to drinkbev.com slash V-I-A-L-L and use promo code V-I-A-L-L at checkout to claim this deal. That's drinkbev, D-R-I-N-K-B-E-V.com slash V-I-A-L-L. Uh, Valentine's Day is around the corner, and hopefully you have a mattress you like having some sex on. Because you know what? That's important, just as important as sleeping on it. I have a mattress I like having sex on. It's called the Midnight. <laughs> no pun intended. And I got it from Helix Sleep, and it's great for sleeping and some sex because I took a very short and very informative quiz to meet all my sleeping and sex needs. I'm a side sleeper. Side sexer? I'm a... <laughs> I sex in all positions, just in, <laughs> if you must know. And my I Helix mattress takes care of my needs Amazing. in the mattress department. Everybody's unique, and Helix knows that, so they have uh, several different mattress, mattresses and models for you to choose from. They have soft, medium, and firm mattresses. Mattresses are uh, great for cooling you down if you sleep hot or even a Helix Plus mattress for plus-size sleepers. Helix is awesome, but you don't need to take my word for it. Helix was awarded the number one overall best mattress of 2020 uh, by GQ and Wired Magazine. All right. Yeah. Just go to helixsleep.com slash V-I-A-L-L. Take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep and hopefully some real good dick, too. Maybe it's not a size problem for you ladies out there. Maybe your mattress doesn't have the support that your guy needs to really get up in there. You know? For the position that you like. With the position that you like. 
So I'm just saying, yeah. I don't know. I could be, who knows? This might actually be something, Nick. <laughs> he looks might as, actually be something. I don't know. I mean, listen, let's, let's, if you haven't tried it out, I, listen, all I got to say is, uh, I feel like my, uh, mattress supports me in a lot of ways. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash V-I-A-L-L. That is helixsleep.com slash V-I-A-L-L for up to $200 off and two free pillows. Amazing. Happy sex. Happy sex. Who would have thought you would have missed Peter? (laughs) (laughs) I know, which by the way, it's like... Matt has like so much more swag than him. He's so good looking. And I'm like, but Peter just brought a lot of like, Peter was excited to be there. He was. Yeah. <laughs> Peter pre- I, Peter embraced being the bachelor more than I've ever seen. Yeah. Like you, you could just tell. Every, he'd still, he'd yeah. still be living in that world if he could. I think. Like, yeah. No, like I've yeah. never watched a, a season and, and see the lead like be like, this is like, <laughs> awesome like everything about this is great that is how i saw and i'm sure like you know peter struggled like everyone else did but it it, that's how it looked where peter was like yeah more i don't know we'll see like i just gotta follow my heart i feel like there are certain seasons like your season ben's season where it's like you could i felt like you were legitimately into people and it's like i just can't i don't know even rachel if she's the front runner when when matt says He's falling in love with her. I was like, you are? Like, okay. Like, I didn't... Take your word for it. Oh, yeah, I trust you, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally agree. So, I, I don't know. But, so, Jacenia G- gets uh, the rose, which is... I thought it was just weird that we didn't see Matt give her the rose. No, she just walked in with it. Because oftentimes, like, it will be this beat where it's just like, hey, MJ, I'm sorry I can't give you the rose. Can I walk you out? And then there's this, like, well... She thinks she's going to get the rose, but is she going to really get the rose? Because usually if that happens, you wonder if they, they're both going to get sent home. Exactly. Right? I thought that first. I also didn't know who he was going to pick. I got really nervous for a second. Yeah, I was, honestly was like, I think MJ might get it just because. Their conversation was more intimate. And so I'm like, if it, this is in his mind, like a she said, she said, then he's more like into MJ. I, I mean, it really doesn't matter. I, I He's not that into All these friend. girls... Most of these girls, I'm sure, watch this show. And I, I will, to that point of, like, why do we never see the Katies of the world just say, hey, listen, buddy. Yeah. Let's just call it what it is. How come no one who's ever been on this show who ends up in a two-on-one ever is just like, I'm not winning this thing? You know, and yet, you know, when Jacinta is, like, talking to Matt, she's like, well, you know, if we end up together. And I'm like, we all know I you're think, not going to end up with her. I think him. that people have different degrees of self-awareness. And I have to imagine that in the casting process of this, sometimes they're, like, not necessarily looking for, like, the most self-aware. I don't know. Like, not across the board. but It's always a mix, right? Yeah. Like, uh, the, a Bachelor cast is, like, a, an office workplace. You got yeah. smart people. You got dumb people. You got self-aware. You got yeah, cool, yeah. nice dickish like everything in between that's true i think to your point the people who might end up on those dates on those dates are not the most self-aware maybe not always but you just never know i mean it's uh and there's a sense of pride there's a pridefulness of like and uh, there's so much i can't even begin to wrap my head around like the level of sleep deprivation and like you can't look at your phone you can't talk to any of your friends like you're yeah. living in such a weird like psychological place i have to imagine i, I thought about this last time this episode i mean like, all the women look great but you go back and watch night one again and and watch this one you can tell they just look 
a little more tired. Oh, yeah. A little more yeah. just like, I mean, you I, know, fuck it, my hair's fine. Like, this, like, who gives a shit? I don't know if it's, like, one of those, like, rumors, but, like, I've definitely heard in, like, The Bachelor world that it's, like, sometimes you're sleeping, like, three hours a night. Uh, the the lead. Oh, the lead is. Got is, 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 it's just a time thing. No, like, it's production schedule. It's, it's definitely I mean. not, yeah, it's not a uh let's just keep them up yeah no it's not torture like a <laughs> them. uh the cast gets a lot more sleep than um okay well that's good like also because the the schedules are weird but like there's a lot of sitting around yeah no i can so only like during the day they could nap there, there's a lot of napping oh, that yeah, goes well, on like lying all down yeah in, like, corinne, corinne yeah. Together. champion but, of the bachelor but nap. matt has no time it's like because yeah. like he's he's having conversations with all these people then he's you know, all these like, um, you know, ITMs that everyone's doing, he has to do that so often about everyone, yeah. every interaction, every conversation he's got to, you know, discuss. And, and what do you think? And so it's just hard. There's just a lack of time. So Matt is physically and emotionally spent at this point. Yet yeah. At first, it's a physical struggle. Like you're just you have all these com- and then. And then the second half ten- tends to be more emotional because you start feeling guilty. You start making connections. You start. Yeah. You know, you feel like leading people on if they like you and you don't like them and it just it gets hard no it must be such a weird space like time doesn't pass like i just can't imagine being separated from like my phone and like the ability to like watch the news or tv for like that period of time it must your brain just like can't process how many days have passed like i mean that part is kind of nice for someone who spends too much time on his phone (laughs) but um yeah no well what it ends up being is you just you get you have a narrow focus. Yeah. Like that's what it is. You just design no to dist- give you so much time to yeah. be like there's nothing to distract you. Yeah. It's like I it's why everyone gives a shit about nothing. Yeah. It's like I have to care about something. I'm going <laughs> to care about this. Exactly. Um so yeah, so we then we have uh the rose ceremony. I mean, shout out to Brittany. She literally came on the show just to be falsely accused of being an escort and then got sent home. And she was like pretty classy about the whole thing. She yeah. never like, you know, screamed and cried. Like she was like very hurt, like rightfully so. But like was I felt like she, I hope she gets a fun like paradise storyline. I hope she. They I think she'd back. be good for paradise. Oh. She's yeah. you know, uh, it's pretty girl. She seems to have spunk. She was willing to show up and grab Matt's face. I could see a lot of guys being attracted yeah, to her. Yeah, I think in she. Paradise. If she would have been there on this night yeah. one, she would have been more of a front runner because yeah. she's very strikingly pretty and. I would like to see her get a, a an opportunity in paradise because yeah that's that's a bad beat to, yeah. to show up only to like your entire airtime is defending yeah. Yeah. yourself for something that you have nothing to do with yes like and it was certainly like not pre-planned but like they knew that Anna knew that rumor I think or maybe like that those two girls knew each other well I don't I don't know because you know listening it back and just trying to piecemeal things like clearly Anna knew that she was going to show she up. She was going to be there, exactly. Right? Um, but it I you it wouldn't be hard to believe that Anna never like said that to producers, producers because, yeah. like, you don't know what you should know or not know. Right. So, like, you don't want to get in trouble for knowing. Yeah, it's who's just like, coming. oh, yeah, would it be bad if I knew if Britney's coming and if I knew it? Like, it, yeah. but then she shows up and all of a sudden she's like, hold on. We've seen that in past seasons where, like, there was the two girls that, like, did a pageant together and one of them pretended not to know the other one. 
Yeah, it was. Uh, oh, was that uh, Hannah, Hannah B? Brown. And, yeah. No, 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 it wasn't. Well, that's no. Well, Hannah Brown and 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 uh, Kaylin were the, yeah. kind of the original pageant rivalry, but it was oh, on Peter no- season. Peter season. Oh, oh, Victoria. It was. There was a Victoria and a Aaliyah. 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 And it was like so. Like I didn't know we were allowed to say that we <laughs> oh knew God, each we're other. So filled with useless knowledge. <laughs> It's like yeah. I literally we earlier that out so mixed good. up the states Wyoming and Montana. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a perfect that's example of that's a perfect example of what Anna's thought process was, was, you know, like on Peter season, you had two. It looked so bizarre because you're one as a viewer. You're watching it. Why are they? Lying Why would they about, lie about this? But they maybe think, oh, I'm going to get in trouble because I had to sign something. Like, I'm on not my supposed to be like I'm not supposed to be friends with anyone here. I shouldn't know anyone. Exactly. And like you're you're so worried about that that you don't. So I could picture Anna not saying anything. And then and then she Brittany comes on and then all of a sudden she's like, I heard this thing about it. And, yeah. And, and it goes from there. Um. And then who else? Who else goes home? Who had a nervous breakdown for getting? Oh, the- Ryan! Ryan had the nervous breakdown. Oh my god! Maggie and they were like home. screaming, and the part she did, they did like a primal scream. Yeah, Michelle before the and, rose yeah. ceremony. I felt like that was more like the let's just get our stress out yeah. kind of exercise. Yeah. But yeah, Ryan had the. Uh, I was like, where is this coming from? Uh, just crying and hyperventilating yeah, she was super upset. when she was like hugging matt she almost looked like someone had to be like okay you have to let yeah, go you now gotta, you don't know him <laughs> you know? gotta leave yeah. <laughs> ma'am you've been, you've been here for two days too. what's that maggie went yeah maggie oh, yeah she was cool she was cool was so beautiful time to go she seemed you know like uh, a quirkiness and awkwardness there that you know She's definitely gonna be perfect for someone. Yeah, I wonder if she'll like Matt. end up with someone else like super high quality and awesome in Bachelor Nation that's just like floating around single or something. Or just super high quality and awesome that is not. I, yeah, not that's true. I feel like more likely <laughs> Nick, not. all the bachelor people have to end up together. We're no, invested. Yeah. <laughs> so I've so I've been told over the years. Like I'm only allowed to It's like every I wanna ship I wanna ship uh ship her with uh Joe from last from Tasia. Or the doctor. The, oh yeah. yeah. The doctor. That would be that cute. Would be oh yeah, so doctor and a pharmacist. Yeah. yeah, yeah I can only once imagine. again, I just I feel like Maggie is deserving of being able to pick from the world rather than. Yeah, but he's such a nice guy. Thank <laughs> you. Every season, I get DMs. You would be perfect for some. Oh, is that every time girls get out, people are like trying to set you up? Every oh season. It's... Is it like DMs from random people, or is it like it's Chris friends. Harrison no, being no, like, "I got the girl for you, no, Nick"? Definitely not. <laughs> It's definitely not Chris or their producers, but it's always like fans. It's like if they and it's it's something always as simple as if they were a fan of me and they're a fan of someone else, then right. You guys do this for me. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) yeah. Like I want to I want to be able to root uh, for you guys. Um, So what again? Once again, what week are we in? Like it's week six. It's episode six. So we're, we're they usually do like episode six is usually like into week seven. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, Chris, and Chris comes in with his kind of like update on, hey, hometowns around the corner. This is getting Which serious. Feels crazy. I think it's the lack of travel is making it still feel like it's the beginning of the season. And so my brain isn't like anywhere near. Well, hometown. it's also that Matt's still like meeting new people. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. it's this has been a weird season, and a unique season that way, because it's been great TV. It's been great drama. But, you know, whether it's Matt just not being. Um, you know, su- a super passionate guy, but at the same time, in fairness to Matt, like he hasn't really. It's been harder. I mean, I don't know if it's Matt or just like the way they're doing it. There's so many women. There's more women than usual at this time yeah. of the of the season, 
and the focus has been in all this drama and it's just like and then yeah Heather that's what... martin pulls up in her like avis white minivan she rented at the <laughs> airport in pennsylvania she's like the tiniest person in the white minivan but matt rolls around in the tiniest porch it's like the yeah i mean listen uh i feel like her and chris harrison were performing a play yes <laughs> with the little like camera thing in the corner that I... they put like the vhs camera yeah they're yeah, like i you know, I don't I don't know what I'm supposed to say about this. Like, listen, the Heather got a bad beat. This yeah. is yeah. clearly if anyone wants to believe that Heather owns a white minivan and then like, <laughs> like trekked across the country and found this resort and self quarantined <laughs> and showed up at the gate and the doorman or the, the gate person was mic'd up and had a camera in the yeah. booth. And Chris Absolutely just... give him an Emmy. He was like, Heather, what are you doing here? I'll oh. get Chris on the horn. Yeah, And, and I have... Chris walked to the end of this giant... Yeah, Chris doesn't walk. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, whatever. And so, like, yeah, Heather... Heather... And then Heather tried to... I kind of tried to blame it on Hannah Brown. She was like, Hannah told me that me and Matt were perfect to, for each other and that I should come. But that's, I'm assuming, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, don't blame this on Hannah. She did not advise this. I can't imagine. No, here's what I, I, I haven't spoken with Heather. I haven't spoken with any of the producers about this, but I'm pretty confident that it went something like this. Hannah and Heather are friends. Matt and Hannah are friends. And as soon as Matt was announced The Bachelor, Heather is like, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to meet Matt. And yeah. so she called somebody, one of the producers says, can I, I, I think I'd be perfect for Matt. Hannah says I'd be perfect for Matt. And they were probably like, yeah, maybe, I don't know. We'll see. We're going through the casting process. Yeah. And somewhere along the lines, they were like, we could use a little, a spice, something like yeah. let's fucking call Heather in episode seven, see what she's up to. <laughs> it's just, it's the wrong way to come in late to a season. Like just, only you like not using you as an example because I'm on your podcast, but because it's an example of the show. Yeah, no, please. Yeah. I feel like you coming into Caitlyn season late was like the only acceptable way to do that, where it was just like so clear from the second you show up that she was like stoked to see you. Obvious chemistry. Obviously, you guys like had something going yeah, on. Yeah, it was like there was something there that the audience was like, I don't know, there's some, there's more to this story. It was like immediately buy-in of like, he yeah. would not be here if they had not been like talking. Yeah. Like this is like, this has begun to play out already. This is so different than that. He was like just uncomfortably laughing when she walked in. I was like, this isn't, you guys don't have like some star-crossed energy. Like, no, and you. I was actually surprised watching it when she was like, I've never met him. Now, I guess technically she could be lying about it to per like again, once yeah. again, but it seems like she, she really in, didn't. Yeah, she lives him. in California and hangs out with Hannah here. And then Hannah hangs out with Tyler and him in yeah, Florida. Like exactly. Earlier. And so kind of that's the thing. It's like we don't know Heather's story or why she she decided she wanted to do this. But you, know, you kind of talk about self-awareness. They gave her the crazy girl edit. <laughs> yeah. But, but like they used the shots of her just like balancing the pizza box and like running around her room, which I don't I, like tossing her hair out the window. And I was just like, oh, yeah. buddy, I don't really have a, a problem with that. It's such an interesting argument because, you know, again, like recently there's been a handful of like of my peers, out, you know. Yeah. And he went off on Twitter. Uh, a, yeah, that like was Saturday night. Interesting. Seemed like he was drunk. 
Yeah. Um, I don't know. I was very it, curious about that. Also, because he's like in a happy relationship with someone he met on the show. <laughs> well, from a Dylan, like I, I don't know Dylan that well. I've met him. He seems like a nice guy. He, he also, from what I've learned, we have mutual friends. He's a, he's a shit talker, mm-hmm. and he likes. He's kind of a disruptor, and ironically, this was like off the heels of the whole uh, Robin Hood stock trading thing, of which he was actively tweeting yeah maybe he just had like big non-stop. tweet energy that know, weekend. He, he had like big tweet disruptor <laughs> energy you know like you know hold the line tweets and i always i thought it was funny because like you know i was you know dylan's audience is yeah. probably similar to my audience and while i'm sure there might be a couple day traders out there in batcher nation <laughs> i feel like it's a like, lot of people following Dylan, we're dylan di- didn't we're give a shit about dismantling yeah. industries first wall street <laughs> then the bachelor so like all of a sudden dylan's like tweeting about you know the the produce and it's it's always irritating for me reading those tweets because it's one of those things like I, I know that there are people, again, who love to hate watch this show. And they, they almost watch it because they love the juicy, like, they're, they're the people who love that, uh, that show uh, on, Unreal, right? Yeah. And it's just like the producers must be evil and they mu- it's all manipulate. It's all fake. You know, they want to hear that. They, they, can't, they, they can't get enough of those kind of conspiracy yeah. theories about the show. And then... Here I am, someone who's like been on both sides of it, and I, I, I try to give my audience an honest, objective like critique of what it's really like. Yeah. And if you know, certain, you know, oh, you just, you're just in the producer's pocket, and anytime I'm just like, that's not, that doesn't happen. No, you probably wouldn't have like continued to go back if it was that horrible. No, I mean, listen, like the sh- they're making a TV show, yeah, right? Like we, I've talked about this, like. I as some the show they you know like every season 30 people show up right there's 30 people you can't make everyone happy yeah it's not gonna happen they're making a tv show and when when people get bad beats they get bad soundtracks I'll I'll never forget on Andy's season (laughs) I wrote her a poem and I'm not saying I'm Robert Frost right but did they like set it to like the goofy music they made it seem like a kindergartner wrote it they cut it in like they they aired like like three lines of it and it's like as if i only wrote three lines and i was like and then I love like on paradise th- when they make yeah. it look like they're talking they're to talking animals. to I'm raccoons like, oh, no, and like you got the, yeah you look a little crazy you got the crab edit like <laughs> you're yeah you're crying at a seagull it sucks and you, when you're on the receiving end of it 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 does fucking suck yeah. and it's it's you're pissed you're mad you feel misrepresented and the show will do that. And some things can be out of context, right? Timing's off, you know, you, just, you never really know. But this whole idea of manipulation and like, and, and, and then when a cast member gets upset about not getting what they want, where it's just like they want to blame all of their choices on, on the producers. It's like, it's the... Well, you the, have to watch the show and know that only really like two or three people get to look great. So like there's... I actually <laughs> disagree. Really? Okay, I, maybe not. I Well, most people, I think... And I've said this before. Most people who go on look better than they are than they look worse than they are. Because okay. they only have two or three villains a that's season. That's true. That's true. I uh, guess I'm just, uh, my friends and I have talked about this. Like, I'm confident that I would be a villain if I were on The Bachelor. You, I'm, re- like, so certain that I would have, like, the worst edit of all time. All it takes is some, like, unfiltered honesty. Yeah. Um, I have villain energy, yeah. not because I'm really a bad person, but just like I would give them all the sound bites and then be deeply regretful of that. I mean, Katie's a perfect example. Mm-hmm. Katie has, and I said this last week, like Katie's teetering on. They could have edited her differently to be like a monster, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, she's just like an out. We saw her like temper. A, yeah. Right. Exactly. And you could tell some of the women are just 
started to have their fill. Yeah. Katie wasn't the villain this season because you had people like Victoria and Anna. Yeah. Like that's it, right? If if they had none of these other people and then you had Katie constantly like explaining what's going on to everyone, everyone would get fucking annoyed with her. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. wouldn't be just Serena. And they would just be like, fuck you. And they would all turn. And what we would see is the house hates Katie. Yeah. That's what we would see. The totally. show would show that the house hates Katie. And we would, you know, a lot of us would not like Katie as of it. Like that's like Noah on, on Tasha's season. Right. Which is like, I didn't what, know what to make of him. I had like no feelings. He was just him. kind of a cocky, young, kind yeah. of chirpy, you know, a little bit of a disruptor and irritated enough guys of the house. So we, we were made to think maybe, maybe Noah sucks. But like, yeah. it, most of the time in that world, it's just like, if you have a, like, if you, like, here's Anna as a perfect example. Like, in life, if you have a buddy and you go out and your buddy, and you have a girlfriend and your buddy's single and he's just like, hey, man, let's go out to the clubs. And then he's like, be my wingman. And you're like, I, but I have, I have a girlfriend. Right. And he's just like, oh, but like you don't really like her and it's fine. And like just be be my like bros before hoes, man. Like, yeah, that guy is. Gonna yeah. Look like and then you drink. end up getting drunk and making out with another girl or even cheating on your girlfriend. And all of a sudden you come back. You're just like, well, Jack manipulated me. You know, like, he uh, made me do it. That is kind of what like, you that know, that argument probably will not hold well with whoever. The no. Girlfriend is. And that's what happens in Bachelor World. This is like, yeah. do I think like Anna, do I think any of the producers stopped Anna from being like, yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not their job to be like, hey, like, don't say all this really mean stuff that's yeah. going to make incredible TV. Yeah, they're not. They're probably not going to stop you from, yeah. you know, if you want to buy a boat. They're yeah. going to let you buy a boat. It's a it's a tough way to learn lessons like in a very public way. You yeah. Know, like it just it just chaps my ass. And then you have people <laughs> like Mike Johnson chiming in and and all the, like Mike Johnson, like Warner Brothers gave you a podcast. Uh, you have a State Farm commercial. It is not because you you just like you're not an actor. You're not like you are you're a fan favorite and you were on the show and yeah. you're chiming in like yeah, the show can make improvements like I've had like they could do better with mental health and I yeah. know they've done stuff and I've even like a lot of the the alumni like will have honest conversations with be like hey you guys need to do like a better a, job I'm going to say her last name wrong Caridi Olivia Caridi yeah I feel like she's like become a total like advocate like I'm always really interested in, to hear what she has to say about like the mental health part of coming off the show because i feel like she had a really hard time she i mean more than most she had a really bad T beat yeah she had a tough edit yeah she had a tough edit and un like she chose not to come back on which i totally get yeah i would i'd be confident if she, if she i wish she would have gone on paradise yeah because i feel like it would uh they would uh your reputation can change with more yeah appearances but it, and time and, and, all that. Uh, and i think if she would have gone back on it would have gone better for her, but she chose not to and I, yeah. I get it it's just i it's so frustrating that when i have like people who go on when, when things don't work out for them the first thing they do is just like blame all their problems on yeah. but that's on people in like real life too no, like I, I have friends that like blame their problems on things and they don't have yeah. <laughs> producers following them around i do that but, like uh, but heather got a bad beat and uh it, it sucks it's it, gonna be interesting also i it was tough that she was wearing like a wedding dress i was like did, i was like the the choice of like the very sparkly white well, gown she brought and that. like no i i'm not saying anyone yeah. forced her to wear that i'm just saying like positively bridal in a tough direction i don't really know her very well but she's she seems like a goofball 
that's fine also this is just a girl observation but they always want like the close like insert shots of everyone getting ready for things Mm -hmm. and a lot of times it's girls putting on makeup when they already have makeup on and i'm just like that is a catastrophic amount of lip gloss and i know that they just want to film keep applying you just keep applying and i'm like the end result of this is a disaster (laughs) like you need to put on less hot pink lip gloss i realize they need the shot i'm so concerned about the amount of lip gloss you want that's a good point but yeah that's just uh this is this b-roll shot that they don't yeah. think to like just just do this right exactly you know, just, but i'm like are you but you're gonna go down like that and it's popping yeah i mean i don't i'm sure heather's pretty pissed off but here's the thing where i like heather wanted to be on the tv show yeah. i'm sure she wanted to meet matt but she also wanted to be on the show i get that thought of like i've definitely met in the past like a friend's you know boyfriend's friend where i'm like oh my god that guy is so cute i feel like we'd be we'd yeah. hit it off and they're like oh he has a girlfriend and i'm like Oh, well, it's like you're not like, no, I'm still going to shoot my shot with this person. It's like you maybe had a crush on Matt from afar, but he was already the bachelor. You weren't on the season like them's the breaks. Like, yeah, find a different guy to date. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Like, I'm, I'm there's a strong chance that Heather had had been there for weeks. That's true. We don't really know. Yeah, maybe. they. Uh, but what we do late. know is when she showed up, Chris Harrison did say we're we're kind of at the end of this thing. Yeah. And in that moment, she could have been like, oh, well, then maybe I should go. This probably won't go well. Like she didn't. She she was kind of pot committed at that point and decided to like see it through. That's that's where it's just like that's where the main character of her own story. And she's like, and this is the part of my movie where I cross the country and I win over the guy. And I'm like, I love that confidence. You actually could. That that's probably the most articulate way I could have said that like we're cast people get themselves in trouble is everyone who goes on the show sees themselves as the star of their kind of own story and and heather had this narrative and decided she's going to show up and at no point was she like okay where what what am i willing to do and what am i willing not to do yes and And i think maybe that's what i meant when i was like only a few people get to look good you're totally right a lot of people look good but at the end of the day the in retrospect when you're looking back it's only really like two or three people's like love story look good and are memorable yeah Yeah. and so i'm like you have to know that like the overwhelming like statistical chance of you going on the show is like you're playing a side character in this larger show that's not going to be like you're not probably going to be like the lead love interest of what's that's fascinating because there's always the nowadays it's such a hustle it's such a a rat race with like social media followers yes. and then you see i just watched fake famous last night that oh, like that? influencer show it's um a documentary that's on i don't know why i'm promoting it. i had nothing to do with it it's a documentary on hbo max that's about like influencer culture where they do a social experiment they pluck three random people and try to make them influencers and it like totally oh, works Oh yeah and it's like fa- they like buy them followers with like bots and they buy them comments mm-hmm. and then people think it's real and companies send them fake stuff and they get pom- sponsorships they like turn them into influencers with interesting bots. It'll be interesting because the preview of of Heather, it seems like what might be good for Heather is, well, in the moment, it's going to suck because she, once again, seems like the mean girl is going to come out. Like, it sounds like, I was like it ladies, looks like they're going to bully her. Ladies, again. have we learned nothing from yes. the lesson we just learned? Like, I heard a virus is in the house. They were like, what is that bitch doing here? And I was like, wow, this is just such a comedy 
edit of like, oh yeah, we totally shouldn't have been mean to those new girls. Cut to like them being extremely mean to like someone. Piper, I mean, I get it. Like you were talking to Matt, Ooh, you had a one-on-one and she comes, but Piper is like. Can we talk about that one-on-one? Yeah. I just, so there's always like the lesser known like musical guests that come in. I just was so the lead singer of whatever that band was called, Temecula Canyon Band or whatever it was, was so noticeably hot. Like the lead singer of that band was this like beautiful blonde girl. I saw it, Matt saw it, America saw it. (laughs) And I was just like, what was going down at like the after hours Nemecolin bar? Tyler C was there that weekend. I got to know the scoop on the Temecula Road lead singer, like late night drinking with Matt and Tyler C. That's an excellent point I didn't think about. They were great. No, they Love their song. Great. But she she stole the show from Piper for me. I was like, you're memorizing, mesmerizing yeah. and beautiful. She, was, she, she is beautiful, and they're probably fans of the show. And you're right. They're probably like, so is like Tyler here? Yeah, so Tyler, or? we all quarantined. Yes. We've just been in the Nemecolin hot we're tub all for good. three yeah. days. <laughs> That's an excellent... That's an excellent point. If Piper's really surprised me, she kind of was into her. I mean, she said, I'm falling in love with you. He didn't say it back, which obviously was like the big noticeable difference from the Rachel date. Like he's not. Maybe. You never know. Yeah. You, hard to say. That's, that's that could be misleading right. and we may not have seen it. But I, I it seems like in, in a season lacking physical chemistry, Piper seems yeah. to be the only one kind of bringing it out in Matt. Yeah. Yeah. They have like a definitely like an e- like a touchy easy night. like to me it's normal on a date like to you should be touching someone like most of the time like when they're like walking around the carnival like holding hands and like little arm touches and stuff like some of these dates i feel like they sit down at dinner and i'm like you guys are just haven't like had any contact yeah no and again you're you have one or, usually it's one or two people you're into and in, in a world where you've been isolated from everyone you have no distractions you're like you're not hooking up with anyone there's nothing so with there, if there's one person you're kind of into you're just like yes exciting. you want more is it weird that her date and kit's date were both at night i was like are they getting gypped like the normal length of one-on-ones i was confused it was oh, like because they didn't have like the day date yeah like i feel like when date. rachel hung out with him she hung out with him for like 22 of 24 hours and they like it was sort of like a quick nighttime carnival and a dinner kits was all in like really a short amount of time it honestly you it all kind of evens out it okay. just kind of looks that way a lot of it has to but do there's a big gap normally on the date well, yeah because also a lot of it has to do with like so many of these dates there's high production you know the bungee jumping or the like when and when vanessa and i went in the um the rocket the rock you know yeah the, <laughs> the zero, literal rocket the zero gravity <laughs> there's just a lot of like time set to up. set up yeah, and yeah, you're yeah. not really getting to hang out and okay. with the my guess is with the the show being where it is in a hotel and they can't leave, it allows them to kind of squeeze in more dates more because they're they're ultimately getting the same amount of time together. That's good to know. I'm glad people aren't um, getting not always their time. Not always, but like you know, sometimes they, they're they're able to do that because they don't necessarily have to use a whole day because it might take a whole day to film a date, but you're not necessarily getting a whole day day with that right. person. I there might be a three hour drive to the location. You know. On, um, on Piper's date, I was very fascinated at something you had said last week when we were, because I want to talk about Abigail. I'm so confused yeah. and sad that she's like MIA. But I thought that was so interesting when you were like, it's not a great sign that Abigail had to sort of like open up about her emotional story at a cocktail party. She didn't get to do it on one-on-one. Because everybody does, you know, has that opportunity on their one-on-one to tell their yeah. story. And I was um, looking at what Piper's, what P- Piper's sort of story was like, 
she doesn't get verbal affirmation affirmation yeah. from her parents and i was like it was just such a direct thing that she had said about her mom and i it made me think of this last night to ask you about it have you ever talked to people about like is there like weird fallout with people's families when this airs when you sort of if i said something like that about my parents on national television i feel like they would be so hurt i i i was i rewatched the episode this morning and i had the exact thought that you had i i can only speak from my own experience yeah. on that that I was very mindful of things. I was very mindful of what I said about anyone else in my life outside the show. Okay. Now, I have a yeah. wonderful relationship with my parents, so I right. had nothing really to no. and say. By the but, way, but even like exes, I was very vague, vague and yeah. and certainly didn't include names and, and, and the timing. Like if I had I mentioned I got cheated on, but I didn't like no, give a lot of specifics like on who on it was. Yeah. yeah. But uh, you're right. I I wanted the same thing. I would. And be she should speak her truth. Like I totally get if that's true for her. I just always wonder. I'm just like, oh, that's a kind of a cutting thing to be like. I wish my mom said she loved me. And I was like, well, maybe <laughs> oh she God. will now because <laughs> like everyone who knows both of you <laughs> will know that you feel that way. The all, the yeah. biggest problem I have with that is you're right. Speak your truth, but speak it to your mom. Right. If that was like that's why it was tough. Because I would almost expect her maybe to have said like, and I've tried talking to my parents about it and it caused a big problem. And if it's like you've already tried, but it was sort of like it felt like new that's a, information. That's another. It was tough. That's another thing where I feel like a lot of people would be like, well, that's just because the producers, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, I and I've said this story before. I've personal experience. Watch girls. You could tell they were like, I'm going to say this. I'm going to admit this to Nick. And there are times where it never made TV or producers were like, we're not, we're definitely yeah. not going to, but there's, there's a pressure and you know, you watch the show. They do give a lot of special attention and airtime to tragic and sad stories. Yeah. And you feel this pressure that's built in from being a fan of the show to come on and tell this kind of like connecting and relatable story. Yeah. And I think the pressure of, Wanting to get the guy to light you to go far. It like people Some do that them, to themselves. You know that moment in Mean Girls where like all the girls are going down in a line in the mirror of like the things they hate about themselves and Lindsay Lohan's like, I have really bad breath in the morning. I feel like sometimes their <laughs> stories are like, uh, my like my, I I lost a dog once. We found him a couple hours later. Yeah, it's it, like really funny when they don't have a tragic they're, thing. They're just like, like that happened with uh Kit or or, or Serena yeah, C. She Kit's was just like, problem you know, was that her life has been too yeah. charmed and it's hard. Too charmed. Or Ser is it was it not Serena P or one of the the one on one the Serena who got a one on one. She was like, you know, my my dad didn't want me to go on the show and I did. And, yeah, you know, I had I to face like, face him. I like Kit despite I know she was getting a lot of flack for that, but I do think she's very watchable. I loved at the bowling date where she was like, come on, just invite us to the after party. What do you want? Your wife to be a bowler? Like yeah, she was like, I like that. That yeah, was a good line. She just has like, she's got great charisma and she's very fun to watch. And that, that she's was a good 21. And I feel bad that she said a dumb thing about privilege and that people are going to probably be hard on her about it. But I'm in defense of Kit. I like you, Kit. It comes across not great, but what is she supposed to say? That's her. No, that's true for her. That's all she, yeah. she was also kind of a mean girl. So yeah. No. Yeah. She, she was just got a better edit on it. That is true. She sort of like escaped association. She was on the peripheral. The well, yeah. I don't yeah. know if as much of a better edit is that she she was probably smart enough. Like we we, we were saying that she was part of the Mean Girl because it was clear that she was friends with. Um, she like the queen, went on Victoria. that walk with Victoria, but yeah. she wasn't really saying anything. She was just sort of like, I'm not trying to have drama with Victoria, so I'll like kind of gab with her on this walk. But like, I'm, she, she said didn't. They were disgusting. 
It was unclear who was saying that. Yeah. Oh, I thought Victoria said that, and Kit was like, it was "They're unclear. gonna hear you if you say yeah. that too loud." It was. It was unclear. She's like a savvy New York City girl. Yeah. She's like. She reminds me like she seems like she went to like the fictional school from Gossip Girl. I'm like, uh, no, you know I, how to handle yourself amongst like. I've, I've met a lot of girls from New York, like Kit. Yeah, they're all they're very interesting. Yeah, yeah. There uh, no, there was a lot of like coming. I'm from Tampa, and so coming to like I moved to LA when I was 18 for college, and like it was very interesting like meeting the girls that had grown up in like big cities in New York and LA, and I was just like, oh, you guys are. They're, it's an older 21 than the average yeah. 21 year old. And like, yeah, and they're, they come from privilege and it's just yeah. like, and they're cool and they're really interesting. Yeah. And sometimes I, my friends who remind me of Kit where it's just like, you, well, you can't say that. You yeah. Know? Like you, <laughs> you know, it's just, they're, they come from a different world and it's kind of fascinating. And I, I kind of recognize it a little bit. I feel in, like in she's going to be very heartbroken whenever she does go home. I, I see her genuinely being so into him. Like I feel her crush on him. You, you, in a big way. Interesting. I guess I really didn't, I couldn't really tell if Kitz is kind of going along with it. No, when they were like baking cookies, I like saw my like college self having a crush on an older boy being like, Oh no, I feel, I okay. just, I don't know. I feel like she really has a crush on him. Yeah. And it's, it, you know, again, this is maybe a good time to talk about Abigail. Oh, yeah. I know you and I are, have a lot of passionate thoughts on yes. the lack of Abigail on this entire season. And now we've gotten to the point of real concern. She didn't get a one on one this episode. The previews of the next episode suggest every like I feel it, it looks like it looks like Jacenia. I know you a see her walk into like the like she gets some day, like there's no Abigail. Room. I feel and, I was literally joking with a friend where I'm like, what if they filmed Abigail's one-on-one -on -one and she was just wearing like a giant NBC t-shirt and they couldn't get it cleared. So they're not airing it. Like it feels like something crazy no, it, happened. It, it, it doesn't make sense because Abigail is great TV. She has an incredible story when she's on, even when she charismatic, has, when, beautiful, yeah, she has no airtime and the little bit she gets, she pops. Everyone's like, Oh, Okay. Yeah, be quiet. Abigail's talking. Yeah, and so it, it doesn't make it doesn't make sense from a producer standpoint. Clearly, they would want her on the show. So that tells me that Matt um, isn't sure about who he really likes. He he has more of a top five or six rather than a top two. Right, and that I I was maybe a friend that I was talking to about the show was saying maybe he felt so certain after giving her the first impression rose that they had a connection that he was like, okay, I have to now use all my one-on-ones to figure out who else I have a connection with. But like, I already know I like Abigail, so I'm not that worried about having a one-on-one -on -one with her. Again, I'm not saying this is true. I'm just like finding any explanation. Yeah. And now it's like the process has gotten away from him and he like waited too long and now is like, has this big crush on Rachel and is like thinking about these other girls. But it's just truly so crazy to me if Jacenia gets a one-on-one -on -one next weekend Abigail doesn't like it makes zero explanation for that makes no sense and again that's where to me it it, it shows the authenticity of like the show wants the lead to find love because and that must be coming from Matt picking his exactly because like the lead has a hundred percent say on who they have a romantic connection with right. and the show is about love while making a tv show so if the lead's like I want to invest my time in this person, they're going to they're gonna do they it. have that happen because they want the lead. If the producers were completely in control of the show, Abigail, I think Abigail would have had the first one on one because she's the most watchable, beloved person. Yeah. Like Twitter goes crazy for her, like everyone in Bachelor Nation or. Exactly. So it's like she's not getting it. And there is an element and 
the fact that Matt's never done this before and he's so new to this process, I don't know how it's affecting the show in a different way, but it definitely has an effect, right? Because, yeah, you know, he's he's learning as he goes, right? So for me, for I, again, I don't know if that has a, that, that's playing a role in why Abigail is getting no time, but it it doesn't make sense. You're right because uh, from a production standpoint, they would you, want her you would want on. her on. I mean. Obviously, it's tough to be The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. It's tough to be the lead of the show. You have so much to balance. I've heard you talk about it on the podcast before. What do you think is Matt's biggest disadvantage or maybe like in reverse? Like what was the thing that helped you the most being The Bachelor that like it was because you'd been on the show before? Like what do you think he's like going to be? Because I think that's like a good theory. Yeah, because I I was able to separate my uh my personal goals of authentically wanting if I you know wanting to meet someone when they asked me to the bachelor all I said is like I'm like I said I, like I'll do this for free I mean I didn't but I was <laughs> like I'll do this for free I just care about I want to meet someone if I'm gonna do this like there's so much like it would be great if this works like I yeah every lead I've said this on like and I'll say Everyone it a hundred times they want to meet someone yeah. like you want to they're like, so cute they have like and, three kids and you get nervous about that I was able to separate Okay, I can do this all while understanding there's the, a show to be made, right? It's it's about like in life, I'll, I'll say on my Ask Nick episodes, you're not trying to meet 50 people to marry. You just need to meet one. Yeah. So like as long as you have one, that's fine. And so I think it's my guess is and I don't know and I have this isn't confirmed by anyone. Yeah. But in a show where you have a new like the producers, I'm guessing just want Matt to like feel comfortable, you know, go on these dates and it, it just might be too much to just try to explain kind of the nuances of production all while making sure Matt's focused on meeting someone. And yeah. I was able to be like, I can do this while doing that. Exactly. And I'm not saying Matt can't, but I don't know if they ever had those conversations where it's like, let's just, it's like bachelor, the journey and then bachelor, like the television show. And they are both. Yeah. Happening. So my guess is that benefited me because I, I could, be like, yeah, there's a production element here, but that doesn't take away for the sincerity I have with Vanessa or Rachel or Raven, right? Yeah. Like, but like I can have more fun with the Corins and of, of the world. I went to middle school with Corinne. Wait, what? Yep. I don't, I, I don't know her. She was in the grade above me. She was just like a hot, cool eighth grader when I was like Wait, a Corinne's nerdy older than you? seventh grader. That's mind blowing. Yes. Me. Because I think I'm, I'm 28. So she must be 29. Yep, but she was like, that's my my big bachelor claim to fame is that she was like a cool, popular eighth grader. She guarantee has no idea who I am, but wow. I, I attended her middle school. We had a uniform that was like pretty dorky. Like it was like a collared shirt and like khaki shorts made everybody look bad. But there was just like a few girls in each grade that I'm like, you somehow she look hot. Yeah, she like pulled it off. She like looked cool in like the khaki shorts and like yeah. a little green Cor polo. Corinne's all right. I, I definitely... Uh learn to appreciate Corinne's antics. I mean, she's yeah. not, she's a flawed human. We all are incredible but, uh, television, incredible television. But yeah, so that is my guess is that, um, with Matt being new, there was like, let's, let's let Matt focus on his love story and we'll worry about the other stuff. And I feel like I could do both. Right. And, and I, if, if I wasn't like into an Abigail romantically, I would have been like, we need to have Abigail go further because she's so, so because like, dynamic I'm, I'm good with my two or three favorites. Like, I don't know who I'm going to pick, but it's one of these three. Yeah. Kind of thing. 
and and Matt might and, and then you combine the fact that Matt's talked about not having a lot of romantic experience. So I think yeah. that's playing a role, too. Like this is a guy who has a limited dating history. He's never been in love by his own admission. So that would tell me that Matt is having a harder time figuring out what he likes. That can in the real world, that can be an advantage and a disadvantage. Like sometimes the disadvantage of knowing what you like is you keep going after the wrong person. Right. Yeah. right? But at least you lock in and you're just like, oh, I like this person. And if you have a limited dating history, you're kind of like, I don't know who I should like. And it's I feel just, like that's what we're seeing from Matt. It's almost I mean, I know it's crazy to use the words like leading on because it's like a show where he's dating a bunch of people. But I feel like to give someone the first impression, Rose, which everybody knows in like this world is just an objectively big deal. Yes. And then to not give them one on one for so long, I almost feel like it's like a little, I don't want to say mean, like maybe mean sounds too strong of a word, but like that's really confusing. It's like I'll have friends that are dating someone and be like, oh, I was, you know, doing this and the guy I'm dating like showed up in this big way and brought me flowers and helped me build furniture and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, sounds like he's serious about you. And then a week later, they're like, oh, I'm not looking for a relationship. And I'm like, you know, he shouldn't have built your shelf if that's how he felt. I'm like, yeah. he shouldn't have given her the rose if. I think that's uh, you can chuck that under like there's so much going on this season. Yeah. All these people like Matt. Probably, it's not it's not even his He's peripheral. Not on his radar. It's just it's like I feel bad. For, I just I do feel like that is so mixed signals. Like I would be like I, I feel bad for her. I feel like he like let her on a little if he is not into her. I, I don't feel bad for her because she's still there. Yeah. And she true. still has a chance to shine in some way that we might ha not have gotten to see yet. There's yeah. always paradise. I Like, listen, they made Hannah Brown the Bachelorette and she didn't have a ton of airtime and, no, and the airtime like she got, she wasn't choice. particularly likable and yeah. she ended up being an excellent bachelorette. I so remember it's always, being disappointed when yeah. they announced her and then like, she's been one of my favorite yeah. bachelorettes. I loved her season. So that's why I'm fine with her being a little guess, disappointed. Yeah. Uh, because do you think there's, it's possible that something happened off camera that we haven't seen? Like they had a conversation at a cocktail party that was like really awkward or like, she was like, Oh yeah. And by the way, like, I hate the piano. And he's like, oh, I'm passionate about the piano. Like I some mean, weird disagreement or something. Anything's possible. I don't know why not, I use piano as an example. Yeah, I don't think not likely. Them, my, my, my guess is like it's a combination of uh, Matt doesn't isn't quite sure what he likes. Mm -hmm. And it's and right now they're they want to make sure Matt ends up with someone and likes someone. So yeah. that's where these things are going. But the only th argument the only thing that's flaw in that argument, the, the flaw in that argument is, is like Josenia, like Matt's not going to pick her. We all know Matt knows he's not going to pick her. She's on a two and one. Why is she getting another date over Abigail? Very I don't fucking I don't. It doesn't unless make Abigail sense. also does get a one on one next week and it just wasn't in the preview. But I feel maybe like, you I would. Know. But wouldn't you want once you'd like tell America, hey, guys, yes. we've been like she's. It's, she's it's super, so likable. It's super bizarre. Like, and I feel like there's not normally things on this show that feel like a legitimate mystery to the, that's why my head is going like something weird happened that we don't know about. Yeah. Like, I mean, ladies, oh, is she that she's so likable, right? Are we, is it just, are we just biased, uh, Amanda and Ellie? No, she's amazing. It's not about the, yeah, I don't see their chemistry, but I'm saying when she comes on, you're just yeah. like this, we need. She's just also like a very. Root, like, you want to root for her? A breath of fresh air and like not even just because she's like the first like person with like a disability to be featured on the show or I don't know if she's the first, but like Second, not, not just for that reason, but like, it's just simply like her personality. I feel like is not the most common her maturity personality level type. Yeah. yeah. Also think she about doesn't strike me as like super, like the poster child who's going to be like gummy hair vitamins, kind of a girl. And so it's like a refreshing. Yeah. 
Well, also but because like last season on Peter's season, there was a lot of Chris. Like by the end of the season, you kind of didn't want to root for anyone. Yeah, no, that was. And and this season, you got more like like uh, Michelle's very likable. A big fan oh of my God. Brie. Yeah, we haven't talked about Brie and Michelle. So. There was a moment on this episode where when Matt and Michelle talk, I feel like they are like such a good team. Like they yes. remind yeah. me of like mom and dad. I'm like, if you guys have like kids and like little Timmy like breaks his arm, like you guys are just gonna be like a good team. They understand that each together. other. There's a yes. lot of a, definitely a natural fit. I get mom and dad energy of yeah. like you guys would be a great partnership. But and, and they're nice, but like I I'm not I'm not rooting for Michelle. Like, I feel like Michelle's going to be fine in life. I feel like Bree's going to be fine in life. And I'm not saying yeah. Abigail's not going to be, but there's something about Abigail. You just, you want her to win. Yeah. You want, and, and you, we've missed that the past couple seasons of like having this, like, really for whatever reason, like for. to someone you're really invested in their success. Yeah. And I feel like they have it with Abigail and I don't get it's very why we're, we're being not given that. Do it's, you think that she would have a chance of being the bachelorette? Yeah, I, 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 she's still my pick, yeah. despite the lack of storyline. I don't know who. I, don't, I mean, I love Brie. I think she's like literally blows me away how gorgeous and yeah. cool she is. But I don't know. The I only think, she, th- I think she, she's too reserved. Yeah, too reserved. She, I just not seeing enough personality for me. Yeah. Imagine. I don't know how they'd like market a season around. And her. even like Abigail, the limited time she's had, there's been a couple moments where she seems willing to like express herself, and she's chimed in a little bit. Where like I. I feel like Abigail will express herself if she was like, yeah. you, you need a bachelorette. They, they like their bachelorettes to chirp back and yeah. yell at the guys. And, and, you know, so yeah, I mean, there's a lot of talk about Katie being the bachelorette. People like her. Yeah. People like her. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think Katie would be interesting. I'm she, not rooting for Katie's love story as much as I am. When I picture like how I imagine Katie and again, like, sorry, Katie, I don't know you. I'm just guessing this. When I picture her falling in love with someone, she seems like the kind of person who would be like best friends with a guy for a while. And then they would like develop this really awesome relationship off of like a friendship because she just has such a sort of like friend vibe to her and it's hard it's like you're not gonna like become friends with like the 30 guys on your cast like you have to be the kind of person that has like like kind of heated chemistry with people quickly to be like a good katie is definitely a a talker and she's articulate and and that would be good but yeah i'm not i'm not rooting i thought when matt sent katie home like usually you want like a tearful goodbye. Right. Or, they didn't feel like the limo ride that sets up the next. Yeah. Matt Matt was please. just like, hey, so I can't give you this rose. Katie goes, okay. And then Matt goes, can I walk you out? Yeah. And then, and then it was anticlimactic and it was just. My friends and I, we've the girls I watch with were always like, pay attention to the limo rides because like the person that they're going to pick as the next lead, they normally give them a very specific a, type of exit. Yeah. There's a very. they need to play that in the package at the beginning yes, of the next there's season. There's a, yes, you want to. <laughs> Yes, there's a there's an emphasis on they'll air more of they're in the of car, that. they're in the SUV and they're like I just hope I find someone one day and it's like maybe in a couple months on this exact program yeah <laughs> and, and and Katie's was you know yeah it was whatever. like the air coming out of the balloon a little bit it was so a little... but but they're they're. But, but I loved her Tyler C date. We haven't talked about Tyler C at all. Tyler C and Matt chemistry off the charts. Yeah. I love those boys together. Yeah. Um, <laughs> unfortunate for Katie, it was like yeah. she definitely had the least amount of chemistry on yeah. that date. Yeah, but that was the most fun date. Oh my god, the prank was so fun. By the way, yeah. like that is to me 
such a good date to do between yeah. people who do have like a lot of sexual chemistry like i would be very curious how like him and rachel would have been on that date you because know, it's such a fun like what an authentic way to get to know someone if like fucking around with their friend like that's like real life of like when you're hanging out with like your boyfriend and his friend. I totally agree. I was watching and I thought to myself, why is Katie getting this date? Yeah, because it, again, nothing against it's just Katie. solidifying her like friend. Yeah, zone. it was like it, clearly there's not a there, there, there's there's just no connection here. That's a friend zone. And it's a great date idea. I would love to see someone who Matt isn't going to send home. Yeah. You know, like have like their friends. Yeah. I remember on Ben Higgins season, like Lauren Bushnell, who he ended up picking, got a date that was like meeting his friends at like a bar. It was like, I remember it was weird because it was like pre hometowns and like, or me, unless I'm mixing that up for some reason, I thought there was a date that like they were in Indiana and she got to like meet friends of his at a bar. And I was like, Oh, this feels so normal. Like they look like they're legitimately like boyfriend. and Well, like on my season, we went to Wisconsin. I had Raven who, I didn't pick her, but she was my runner up. Like yeah. you, you use those dates on people like they're, you're trying to move a relationship forward. Over so it with, just yeah. seemed weird given the intimacy and the connection with Tyler and the importance of like, why don't we use Tyler C to like, you know, meet his get, front runner and like get his opinion or, on or one of the, th- not, not a girl he's about to send home. Yeah, yeah. You know, Matt didn't figure out in the middle of that date that he didn't have it with Katie. Like he clearly at least started the date being like, this could end badly for Do Katie. Do you think Matt really wants to be like engaged right now? When I saw when him and Tyler, they're like roommates. They're just both like eight, five. They live in New York. I'm like, these guys have to be killing it being single. Like, why do either one of you want to be settled down right now? I couldn't speak for yeah. Matt, but it would, you know, they asked Matt to be the bachelor. If I was Matt, I would yes. be single as hell. You know? I'm like, you guys have a cool setup. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> you have cool bodies, it, you have cool faces. It wouldn't blow you my mind. You must have an yeah. easy time being yeah. single. It wouldn't blow my mind if, if uh, finding love wasn't uh, like Matt's number one priority yeah. over the next two years before he was asked to be the bachelor. Yeah, because what he's still I think he's like my age, right? He's like 28, 28, 29. Like that's like, I don't know, for guys, I feel like that's still like on the younger side. Yeah. I mean, especially for a guy who's living in New York and has like he's he's kind of just got into his dating life. Like he hasn't really actively been dating, you know, and it's like I want this to work out for him. him, But he seems like someone who needs like maybe one or two sort of biggish relationships. And then he's going to like settle down and he's like in another five years to that to that point. You know, I don't whoever if Matt picks someone, it would it wouldn't be necessarily a relationship I'm really going to be banking on yeah. to last. I mean, I think the decks set uh, against whoever he might end up with. But yeah. And also, I'm just not seeing I'm not seeing it. With, I know. And like, it's funny coming off of like Tasha and Zach coming off of like, you yeah, know, their depthness. I really yeah. do think they're going to get married. Like they just seem like they're both so about that relationship and each other and like who knows what's gonna happen who knows but you're right like zach's been through it you know like taisha's been married and divorced they they've experienced enough life where they could say they they're to get through the pitfalls and there's a pressure we all put on ourselves later in life if we've had a couple situations that haven't worked out you're you know, with with Matt, he's kind of like, you know, if it doesn't work out, fuck it. You know, I'm still only 28. Yeah. It's just my first crack at this thing. Like, yeah. And get no criticism of Matt. Like, they asked. He said yes. Like, but no, yes, totally. he's I not. Mean, I think he's doing a good job, but I do. I wish he was like, I feel like he has a really fun and goofy personality, at least on like, I mean, this is silly to say, but like on Instagram, like. I feel like him and Tyler were posting a lot in the beginning of quarantine. They were like living in a house in Florida together. There was like, 
I feel like he's not being as goofy and like comfortable as I wish he was on the show. I think he's a little focused on saying like the right bachelor yeah. stuff, but there is like an added pressure on him. I com- which they talked about at the beginning of the season first black bachelor. Like I completely totally. Get and that, also like but. the show is like the bachelor is not a comedy like bachelor in paradise is yeah that's like true. matt could be cracking all these jokes and they're not airing that's it. true that's true um and it's it's just a it's just a tougher setup but uh yeah i don't know overall my i think matt's doing great my only i guess criticism would be like i whatever role he's playing in the lack of chemistry i think it's like this this season's lacking that yeah. hotness turn up the heat yeah throw Add some spiciness you know, use, use a couple of those walls that are all over the place <laughs> so many walls so many walls just, just clearly wanting- women to be pushed against it's clearly a pool table there yeah you know, where is that like you know why couldn't matt bring have a date of someone or who like wanted to put on a pool sneaking table off like there's always like normally the, the one person a season who's like sort of like bringing that like i don't want i feel stupid saying like naughty energy but that's like trying to sneak to the leads room or whatever yeah i i don't see anyone left who yeah. like really wants to that go happened for to it you <laughs> Yeah. Well, can I was like, you know, that again, go back to like bad beat. I was like, hey, can I see Andy? I'd love to see her. They're like, sure. Well, you know, and then when I thought I was I thought I was doing some sort of romantic gesture. Little did I know I look like a guy like stalking the bachelorette and yeah. breaking into her hotel room. Like, yeah. what are you going to do? So I feel like the three front runners right now. I mean, we haven't gotten a ton of Brie airtime, but I still think she's a front runner. I think it's like Brie, Rachel and Michelle. I feel relatively confident in saying final three that they'll be definitely three of the four hometowns but to me whoever that fourth hometown spot is is like the biggest wild card like i don't have a guess for that fourth spot i agree i mean i'm but i do like not knowing what's gonna happen no it's great I, but i the only confident person I, the only hometown i'm now confident about and i was much more confident is rachel i don't see how she doesn't get a hometown yeah, no, I think she And I agree with it. you. I guess I'd put Brie in there. I know. It's like. But then there's Serena P who. Yeah. And then Michelle. Uh, you know, I don't know. And then and then Piper. I uh, know. It's like that's. I feel like there's like a wild card spot. I guess those are just the three that I, I, I do. I, I don't. I no longer think it's Abigail. Abigail's and not going to get a hometown. I feel like. She's gone next Jesenia week. Jesenia and probably. Chelsea are probably going to be gone soon. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's really tough. I hope that that there's like a breakthrough and that he starts like getting the the feels and the hots for people. And we'll see. I mean, the the season opened like- up with Matt like having a breakdown and Chris asking if it was okay. And Matt saying it's not. We haven't seen that yet. I'm yeah. not sure what that's about. Yeah, he hasn't gotten like too flustered yet. Yeah, and I I am concerned for the rest of the season given the like the uh, the, the lack of. Do you think the lack of travel is like? hurting like i feel like there's something so like oh my god and like now we're in italy together and there's something so bonding about like being in a new place with someone and doing all the travel and it makes it feel so grand like do you think that's hurting the connections of like not having their normal formula of like we're whisking you to spain no i think it's more a matt thing okay okay but i do i think it's affecting the show but i i i mean claire clarendale yeah. You know, like that, that their chemistry was wow. off the charts in the first day. So, I mean, you know, I'm just From saying. From one side it was. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, I think it's more the personality. Yeah. I mean, Matt's just a more of a, I think, a more of a reserved guy. And I, I hope think, he lets himself get swept up in the process slightly more than he has so far. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. I, I, I hope so. But it, it's truly been hard to figure out who he's really into. But it's it is just so fun to be feel back in like a big sweeping place like the way like, you know, the the La Quinta season was tough and 
Yeah. It, well, I mean, it would have been much easier for Heather to show up at La Quinta. Yeah, seriously. She had to drive cross country. In a big old white minivan. <laughs> and then they have her driving that in the dress. Like, they showed her putting on, like, the see-through heels no, and then really. driving the minivan. And I'm like, I hope she took them off. It was 100% a dick move to try to really reinforce that she might have actually driven in a minivan across country. Yeah. Like, my friends are like, should I double text this guy? I'm like, absolutely don't do that. I can only imagine if one of my friends was like, should I drive across the country in a minivan and go on to the batch? I'd be like, I feel like that's not super hard to get. Yeah. I wouldn't do that. Yeah. And I don't know Heather... But I, I think she she's like a nice person. smart enough not and has friends to be like, maybe that's not the move. Yeah. So I don't think Heather realized that what she was getting into, but that's OK. She'll she'll be fine. Uh, Jordan, again, thank you so much. Uh, Thanks for having me. People this was so fun. Where they can find you. Uh, talk about all the, the fun projects you're working on. Um, I have Instagram and Twitter. I uh, created a show that's on Hulu. The first season is on Hulu. It's called Dollface. Which uh, our, our wonderful friend Esther. Yes, Esther Pivitsky, one of the stars of, one of my favorite people. Um, there's a brief scene in one of the episodes in the first season where I have the girls watching a fictional season of The Bachelor to just like a little Easter egg of my own fandom. And uh, yeah, we'll, we're the second season is underway, TBD, when we'll be able to have it out in the world with all the delays with covid but yes dollface well, check out the the first season i'm confident in saying that everyone who listens to this podcast would be interested i think yeah there's loving. probably some like overlapping there's, energies it's, a, it's like it's female a, friendship dynamics yes 100 percent. yeah uh thanks so much it's been a ton of fun and uh you'll uh, you'll have to come back to do this again in uh, future seasons would love that uh thanks for listening guys uh, don't forget to send your questions at ask nick cast with a k we are back tomorrow with dr berman to talk about all things sex love relationships valentine's day how to make valentine's day a uh, great day for you regardless of your uh, relationship situation uh it was a lot of fun talking to her she's uh, uh been an expert in the uh relationship dating and sex space for a long time and uh, we were had so much fun talking to her five star <laughs> reviews all that fun stuff we will see you back tomorrow.